Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. You're listening to the Dana and Parks podcast on KMBZ. It's not every day you get some Eddie money. But every day you should. I saw him in concert. Did you really? Yeah, many, many years ago in Columbia, South Carolina. Never got to see the Eddie Money. Back he was in the playing 1800s. a park. Whoa, whoa, whoa. Did you hear that little jab that came in underneath the... What did you just say? It say? again? Back in the 1800s? Yeah, because earlier Dan <laughs> decided to take a jab at Scott. Scott, I'm backing you up. Oh, thank you, Sam. Uh, I, saying that he I, wasn't in it. the 1800s with you. <laughs> when Dan is actually older than I am. True. I know. Well, it looks like Eddie Money a couple years old only got one ticket to paradise. Yeah. Wow. (laughs) Wow. Wow. Who's still alive that you haven't seen in concert that you would pay a decent dollar amount to go see? Mm. Mm. I don't know. I'm getting older, so decent dollar amount. Well, that's all I mean. relative well, now, right? But like the, the the one the one act that you never got to see when we were younger cost too dang much. You know the concert I heard that was one of the most phenomenal ever. This is for my dad, Jethro Tull, back in the day. Aqualung. Mm, yeah, that's one of their songs. Yeah, that flute action was. Hot. He said he said the opening sequence when they come on stage and they all just kind really? of magically appear is like a twenty minute instrumental in- intro to one of their songs and just it was said it was just this amazing jam. Doing? Now, I like a jam band. I mean, I like to see some tension build. I think you know my kids are the are different. They they want the hits that are three minutes in and out. I, I like the tension to build, like, you know, f- like fish tension. No, like not P-H-I-S-H. that. Okay, that, not that granola, you know. But uh, <laughs> no, no disrespect to fish fans. I not like a fish. widespread panic guy. No, okay. Sam, what's yours? What's what's the one band that got away still that, alive that I haven't seen? Yeah, it, it, it can't be like they're like I never got to see Michael Jackson, mm-hmm. and I would have loved to have seen Michael Jackson, but. Obviously, for mine, for the one who's passed, would definitely be Mac Miller. I never got to see Mac Miller, and I would really love to. As far as still alive, I don't know, man. I'm blessed. Working in radio, I kind of get to see all the guys that I yeah, want to go yeah, see. And if right. I don't get a chance, I beg my way into it. I would have wanted to see Zeppelin with John Bonham. Oh, yeah. Easy. That would have been good. <laughs> what is up with you today? <laughs> I don't You're know, making man. me feel dirty. <laughs> he's thinking about Krispy Kreme like, donuts it's again. Like, it's like the second time today. He's Dan's like, just trying to help me feel better. Thanks, Dan. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Zeppelin. I'd, I'd like that. <laughs> <laughs> Very much. Feels good. It's Friday. You're freaking me out. <laughs> Keep it up, Dan. Ooh, Weirdo. Like I do have one. Probably Guns N' Roses. I've oh, not seen never Guns saw N' Roses. Oh, they were just here. Yeah. We went and saw them out at Kaufman. But, like, I've seen Slash. I've, yeah. Should have seen them back in the 1900s. Oh. Pretty good. Back. Mm-hmm. I can still remember. Okay. <laughs> no, Sam, this is how, no, this is how big Guns N' Roses was when they broke out. So the, the record comes out in 87. 
Nobody, Dan, you'll remember this. The record comes out in 87. Nobody noticed. And then on uh, MTV Headbangers Ball in 88, they started airing Welcome to the Jungle, right? And everybody just lost their ever-loving mind. They're like, this is the greatest band ever. So Guns N' Roses explodes onto the scene. Unlike any band I can remember in, in the late 80s. And they go on tour with Iron Maiden, okay, in 1988. Iron Maiden, of whom I am a huge fan. That's your favorite drummer, right? Nico McBrain? Yeah, yeah, he's my favorite drummer. Uh, Iron Maiden has a tour stop at Kemper Arena in 1988, opening act Guns N' Roses. Opening. Yes. Sold out. My buddies and I, we get in the car up in Leavenworth. We drive down to Kemper. Getting out of the car, we're walking up to Kemper, and people are walking out. And I said, "Where's everybody going?" They're done. And they said, "Guns and Roses canceled. Axl Rose is sick." I said, "Is Iron Maiden still playing?" <laughs> and they said, "Yeah." And I said, "Then I'm going in." Front you were center, retro, right? Even back then. <laughs> people were walking out of an Iron Maiden show because Axl Rose was sick. It was a very intimate show for Scott, as he was yeah. the only one in the crowd. <laughs> well, my brother was there. I had the best seats ever. <laughs> my brother and I were right there, front row center for Iron Maiden. Ooh, Hello, would... Kansas City. Yeah. One voice Hi. in the middle. Hi. I would I love to see Dire Straits Play from the Texas. Oh, Dire Straits would be mm. good. I've seen, I've seen Guns N' Roses twice. I saw them. Uh, they came back later that year and opened for Aerosmith out at Sandstone. I saw them on the big uh, stadium tour with Metallica. Oh, that would that was awesome. And I did, I did see GNR earlier this year out at Kaufman. I would that say was, the, that was a good show. Okay, 1900s. Were they still awesome. got it, huh? The two bands I'd probably want to see, I was thinking about it. I'd probably want to see 311 or Incubus. Those are two of my kind of 90s favorites from the college. Those are good. Yeah. Yeah. Those are good. All right. Uh, a couple of stories here just to uh, bring to your attention. No topic in any of them. Uh, Christmas came early at Gatorland, Florida's popular wildlife park, which welcomed an exceptionally rare. White alligator, one of only eight in the entire world. The Orlando Zoo announcing yesterday the hatching of a female leucistic white alligator, which is touted as beyond rare. Uh, says Mark McHugh, president and CEO of Gatorland. Oh, boy, we've got some exciting news here at Gatorland. Okay, simmer down. <laughs> oh, boy. we got to add some more Southern to that. That's the direct- Oh, boy, howdy. <laughs> oh, boy, howdy. We got us some exciting news down here at Gatorland. We got ourselves a freshie. <laughs> For the first time. More gums. More gums. Albina. <laughs> not my Albina. dog. Not my dog. Not my fire. It's an albina gator. <laughs> We're fixing to get. <laughs> For the first time since a nest of leucistic alligators was discovered in the swamps of Louisiana 36 years ago, we have the first birth of a solid white alligator ever recorded from those original alligators. Uh, Lucism, by the way, is the partial loss of pigmentation. Hence, they're called leucistic alligators. you got to really love alligators to get excited about that. Oh, boy. Oh, boy. We got one. Oh, boy. we got some big news in the (laughs) butterfly world here, folks. Hold on to your butts. Listen, man. Everybody has something that intrigues them. Grab your bootstraps and get ready for the ride. Stop. He's he's dedicated to his craft. (laughs) Who is Craft. His gator craft. <laughs> He's dedicated to his gator craft. You're not Steve Irwin, my guy. Oh. Uh, former maintenance employee for Kansas City's water utility. 
accused of funneling $215,000 of public money to companies owned by his relatives and stealing at least $25,000 for himself. The employee, 49-year-old Stephen Barry, worked as an electrical superintendent for Casey Water until May of 2021. Uh, The alleged fraud was brought to the attention of Kansas City Police in July of last year. Uh There are so many jokes that I could make involving water going down the drain. Let's hear it. Let's hear one, Sam. Well, he's been washed out. Uh. (laughs) Oh, nice. Uh, And after weeks of speculation, (laughs) the news finally broke that John Rahm is leaving the PGA Tour and headed to LIV Golf. The number three uh, player in the world and the reigning Masters champion explaining his move on Thursday on a conference call with reporters. Uh, Rom said his move was because he likes the LIV golf product <laughs> and the money. Yeah. <laughs> Translation. By product, he means stacks of hundreds. <laughs> <laughs> the idea of playing in different countries and the innovation that the league is pushing. Um, excuse me, gentlemen. <laughs> I thought LIV and the PGA had joined forces. Well, they have tentative agreements to join forces, but uh, the dotted line has still not been signed. And so they continue to poach each other while they're trying to join forces? Apparently. What does the product look like that's different? It's green, and it has <laughs> Benjamin Franklin's yeah. face I, on I it. I know the answer, but they when sent you him say a, that. They sent him a wreath of Franklin's to go back to our terrible jokes this week. A wreath mm, of Franklin's. I like it. Yeah. yeah. He bit. That, that is the LIV product. <laughs> Is cash stacked on top of cash. And then they say, would you like to come play? He he loves the idea of playing in other countries because you can't do that when you're in the PGA, British Open. Yeah, well, and it's not like the Saudi Arabian golf courses are pristine Myrtle Beach type greens because there isn't any grass. Mercy. Uh, when When we get back, we are going to tread very carefully. Yes. As Sam put it during the top of the hour news, oh, goody, we're going to try to lose our jobs today. Not me. I just push the buttons. <laughs> I don't know what you're doing. I, 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 but, well, the heads of three very prestigious, very elite American universities testified before Congress earlier this week. And for whatever reason, could not draw themselves to condemn people talking about the genocide of the Jews. We have some audio clips. We'll play them for you when we get back. I don't understand why this was so hard for these university presidents to say, of course, that's against our code of conduct, calling for the complete annihilation of a specific group of people, but they could not do it. They couldn't do it. Now, we're not going to get into the politics of all of this because, as you know, on this show, we don't talk politics. But we will tread lightly into this very dangerous turf when we return here on Dana and Parks. It is a context-dependent decision, Congresswoman. couple of news stories out of Hollywood before we get to this story. Uh, sad, sad news out of Hollywood. Ry, actor Ryan O'Neill 
Paper Moon was his big movie, uh, has died today at the age of 82. And TMZ is now reporting that Kevin Costner and Jewel are an item. Hmm. Wow. Didn't see that one coming. No. Uh, story here from CNN. Uh, Sam, if we're ready with some sound here in just a minute. Um, oof, here we go. Mm. Here we go to lose our job. Uh, numerous college presidents are facing criticism about their responses to anti-Semitism on their campuses, but none more than the University of Pennsylvania president, Liz McGill. Some have called for the resignations of Harvard University president Claudine Gay and MIT president Sally Kornbluth after they testified along with McGill before a House committee earlier this week about campus anti-Semitism. And the presidents did not and could not explicitly say that calling for the genocide of Jews would violate their code of conduct on bullying or harassment. Instead, the school leaders explained it would depend on the circumstances of the conduct. Uh, so this clip is kind of confusing. The first part of it is her media tour where she is trying to save her job. Uh, and then it goes back to where she doesn't care about her job. Yeah. OK. A call for genocide of Jewish people is threatening. Deeply so. It is intentionally meant to terrify a people who have been subjected to pogroms and hatred for centuries and were the victims of mass genocide in the Holocaust. Policies need to be clarified and evaluated. Now, that explanation was in response to what happened on Tuesday. It is a context-dependent decision, Congresswoman. It's a context-dependent decision. That's your testimony today. Calling for the genocide of Jews is depending upon the context. That is not bullying or harassment. This is the easiest question to answer yes, Ms. McGill, yes or no. It can be, depending on the context. What's the context? Targeted as an individual, targeted as at an individual. It's targeted at Jewish students, Jewish individuals. Do you understand your testimony is dehumanizing them? Do you understand that dehumanization is part of anti-Semitism? Okay, who wants to go first at losing their job? <laughs> well, I don't work here, so. Uh, Commander Jesse <laughs> Reed is Commander Jesse Reed has the mic. I'm still. I've listened to this 20 times in the last 48 hours. And it still blows my mind every time I hear it. And I'm trying to figure out if these people actually believe what they were saying that one day in Congress or if they're just afraid of perhaps some activist group kind of driving them out of their own college. I, I don't know. Do they actually believe that? How, how do you get driven out of your own college Well, by, by, the... by saying that you are <clears throat> in agreement that calling for the complete earthly removal of a group of people would violate your student code of conduct? I think that's the loudest voice on campus right now it, are these protests that are calling for that. And for some reason, we have leadership in different organizations in this country that are intimidated by that. You, you and I I'm, were I'm not saying I agree that no, that's what's happening. Don't. I know you don't. <laughs> You and I were talking off the air, a little inside baseball here, and you had a great point, if I can share it with the audience, Please. if you don't mind. And you said to me, and I, I too had had this similar thought, replace the word Jew. Okay? Yeah. with any other racial or ethnic group and see how these university presidents respond. Yeah. So let's take out Jew yeah. and put in the word black. And the question would be, 
Would calling for the genocide of black people be a violation of your student code of conduct? And not one of these three university presidents would even hesitate to say, of course. Yeah. Of course that's a violation could you imagine, of our student code of could conduct. Could you imagine them saying it depends on the context to that? No. <laughs> In what context yeah. is saying... I want the genocide of black people acceptable. And it's not. It's not. So the Bills take on the Chiefs on Sunday <laughs> at 325. You know what else I said at break? I, I was talking about how black cherry soda is the best soda out there. It's, it really is. Another, yeah. It really is. <laughs> Going to be a nice 44 degrees at kickoff. <clears throat> okay, so that was the initial volley, Scott. What, what's your take? Um I'm with the congresswoman in that clip. Yeah. This is the easiest question I've ever asked. Amen. Is calling for the genocide of the Jewish people against your student code of conduct? I'm not look. Listen, I'm not looking to get into a debate as to whether or not the Palestinians are right or whether or not the the Israelis are right. Just because you're Israeli doesn't make you Jewish. Just because you're Jewish doesn't make you Israeli. Let's keep that on the table, okay? I'm not looking to break down the geopolitical debate that is the never-ending Israeli-Palestinian feud. What I'm trying to get at is why people are being fired for supporting Israel and why people are not being fired for saying, well, it depends on the context if we're going to talk about the genocide of the Jews. Well, and I think some irony in, in all of this is that the statement of it depends on the context was, I, I would assume, their approach to let's not get fired here, you know? Yeah. Then don't show up. <clears throat> it's the exact reason they're under fire right now, but if they go against the overly popular opinion of their student body, right or wrong, they fear that they will be boycotted off of campus. So so they took a uh, so they said, yeah, it depends on the context and they got pressed on that and then they said, well, they would have to be something actionable against another student. To, and I started thinking, what do you need to happen? They, do they need to actually kill someone before you'll take action? Is that what it means to, when they say something actionable has to happen and, first? And I, and I would remind you before everybody starts getting into the, well, the government doesn't have the right to tell you what you can say or think, blah, blah, blah. You're right. These are the, the three presidents who testified this week, I believe, and I'm going off memory here, were from Penn, Harvard, and MIT. Three Private schools. They can pretty much get away with anything they want. And if they don't want you talking about the genocide of Jews, and I would be perfectly okay with that, and if you did, you could be expelled from campus because you violated the student code of conduct. Th this is the easiest question to answer. What if they take a hard line? They risk losing funding. They risk being ousted of their position. And therefore, they decide to dance around the question. Well, but they did. But they they're did, taking they, hits. Oh yeah. The problem is they did take a hard line, and that hard line was not taking a stance on the genocide of Jews. And by the way, a very very rich donor yeah. is threatening to pull 
a $100 million donation. I hope they do. This guy has buildings named after him on campus. From the University of Penn yeah. because of Chancellor uh, or President McGill's response earlier this week. A $100 million, a tenth of a billion dollar donation is now on hold until or unless Penn fires their president, Liz McGill. So that was fun. <laughs> somebody, somebody in the Best text. That's Friday coming did up you, in 30 minutes. Yeah, did you read the text line? <laughs> I like eggs. <laughs> I, I like eggs. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 913-586-7798. 586-7798 here on Dana and Parks. <laughs> I like eggs too. Shake it out. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day. Brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseballs and boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did. This is catchy. These guys are our jam. This is new stuff from Post Sex Nachos. These are the guys that were in the studio, right? Yep, out of Columbia, Missouri. Just like dropped it. today. I love these cats. Let me hear a little bit. Love these cats. Yeah. They're so it's good. good stuff. They're so good. This is a collaboration with a little band called The Greeting Committee. And The Greeting Committee is from Overland Park. Really? Yeah. Keeping it local. That's a great band name. The greeting committee or post. I was trying to think of band names in the rare uh, off chance I end up in a band someday. And what instrument do you play? <laughs> I sort of I sort of dabble with the guitar and the drums. Nice. Yeah. Well, if I come over and watch Top Gun with you someday, it will be a Top Gun viewing party slash drum party. Let's go. <laughs> Let's go. Define dabble. Can you play a song? Uh, Stairway yeah. to heaven. Yeah, I mean, I play a song every day on the way to work on my steering wheel. <laughs> no, can you play a song on guitar? No, I can, I can, uh, yeah, oh yeah, play lots of songs on guitar. Like Stairway to Heaven? Uh, I can play, yeah, the opening riff and all that, Back and, in the, and the, uh, the chorus and whatnot. And the, I didn't mean to put yeah. you on blast. But oh, no, no. Uh, now, I I'm not some claim, virtuoso, don't get me wrong. Yeah, I used to claim that I dabbled in piano, and by dabbled in piano, Hot I was buns. able to play one song. Hot cross buns. Chopsticks. I can play chopsticks with my two index fingers. <laughs> nice. <laughs> nice. You, you, you were, this is the second time today you've hit me up to come over to the house and watch Top Gun. You are welcome, A, mm. uh, in my home anytime you want, and B, 
if you do come over, we have to watch okay. Top Gun. So what's the security code to get in? <laughs> Whatever you <laughs> <Okay>. want. <laughs> you, you know that. You're welcome at uh, my house anytime you want, man. All right. And Sam, you're always welcome at my house. And maybe we'll do like a three-guy Top Gun watch party. No, heck yeah. But if you, I'm telling you right now, if you ruin that movie for me, you're out. So I still haven't ruined it for you yet? No. Okay. I'm I mean, starting to believe I can't ruin it for you. I don't think, do you want to watch Top Gun 1 or Top Gun Maverick? Well, I assumed we would watch both with like an intermission in between like the old drive-in movie theater experience. Man, I'm getting excited. <laughs> oh my gosh. Uh, sad news today. Update on a story we first brought you on Wednesday. Um, a nine-year-old boy has died. Oh God, it just makes me sick to my stomach to have to read this. Uh, a nine-year-old boy has died nearly a week after a truck driven by an alleged drunk driver crashed into the boy's family car in Shawnee. This is according to a post from the Family Online. Uh, says the Davidson family in a post on Caring Bridge, it is with much sorrow that our family announces the passing of Nolan Davidson this evening. Nolan was surrounded by the love of close family members and church members at the time of his passing. Nolan was critically injured in a crash that occurred just before 7 o'clock last Friday night near Johnson Drive and Bell Road in Shawnee. Nolan and a member of his family were traveling from one basketball game to another when a white pickup truck struck the rear passenger side of the family's black sedan where he was seated. The driver of the truck allegedly fled, but officers arrested him. Quoting here again from the Post, our family is hurting, but we are finding comfort knowing that Nolan's spirit left this earth and entered into a life of eternity in heaven. We have also chosen Nolan as a hero donor, oh God, in hopes that he can provide a miracle for somebody else in need. Thank you. Uh, Nolan's family plans to have a celebration of life to honor him. Uh, details are pending. A GoFundMe page has been established for Nolan by his family. As of this morning, it had raised $134,000. Mm. Uh, the person who shall not be named is charged with DUI with aggravated battery causing great harm and failure to stop both felony charges. I'm assuming those charges are about to be upgraded. Uh, he sh who shall now be named remains jailed on $1 million bond. Mm. I, 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 Angry said. Yeah. I, I don't even know what you say other than may God bless that family. Uh, I can't even imagine I can't even imagine what they're going through to lose a nine-year-old boy for something so ridiculously so preventable. stupid. So stupid. Uh, Olathe School Board member Brian Connell, who was censured and barred from serving in leadership positions earlier this year, resigned from the Olathe School Board last night in a wide-ranging and emotional speech. During the school board meeting, Mr. Connell, Brian Connell, stepped down from the board that he has often been at odds with. Resignation takes effect on January 7th. Uh, quoting here from Mr. Connell, I have found myself in a place that doesn't uplift. It breaks down, at least for me. And that's okay for me to choose something different. Uh, Connell won a seat on the board in 2021, along with board member Robert Kuhn, running against mask mandates during the height of COVID-19, and pushing for more district transparency. Okay. That's the end of that.
the U.S. employers added a surprisingly strong 200,000 jobs last month, a signal that the economy's momentum has continued despite the Federal Reserve's rate-hiking program. Okay. Uh, unemployment rate edged down to 3.7%, a sign that the economy could, could skirt a recession in favor of a so-called soft landing. How long are we going to skirt this recession? Because we've been hearing that terminology for like 18 months now. Okay, good talk. I, I don't know. I, I, well, I, I, I'm not a trained economist. I'm a news reader. I don't have a clue. Anyway, next story. Well, go ahead. There's always going to be this doomsday. I mean, this is if it if if it uh, if it bleeds, it leads, right? Like mm-hmm. you're always going to hear the worst is going to happen, and then it never really seems to happen. At what age should you be when you are able to afford your dream home? There's a new survey out. Well, this is the whole this the the. <laughs> I reject the premise of that statement in the first place. Why? Because nobody's guaranteed. That's the beauty of, of our society is you're, you, you have all the opportunity in the world, but you're not necessarily guaranteed a dream home. The average American says by the age of 33, wow. you should be able to afford your dream home. Uh, the poll of 2,000 adults, anything over 850 is considered a legitimate poll. Uh, the average person should be able to afford a car by the age of 26, a starter home, and a child. By the age of 30, a second or third kid by the age of 32, and this part shocks me. And surprisingly, the average American thinks they should be able to afford retirement, retirement, by the age of 44. Okay. (laughs) Yeah, I'm not buying any of that. Um, And if that's the goal, I'm doomed. I got one year to go. Uh, (laughs) I'm eight years past. <laughs> yep. Define afford a car. Well, yeah, exactly. This is such a nebulous there, statement. I bought a rust bucket when I was 15. There, I bought my first car when I was 19. It was a brand new car, Pontiac Grand Am from uh, old... Black City Water Tower. Yeah. What, was, right. it, what was his name? Uh, Haphazard? No, it wasn't <laughs> Haphazard. It was... Uh, Dang it. Uh, Sunny Hill Motors. Sunny Hill, Hill Motors. You come on down and see me, Sunny Hill. Come on down to Sunny Hill Motors up by the Platte City so, Water Tower. What is your, I mean, my dream house is different than Travis Kelsey's dream house, probably, expectation-wise. Oh, sure. Yeah. But retirement by 44? That's like people that start companies and sell them for millions of dollars. There is no way that I could retire at 52, which is where I am now, and there's no way in hell I could have retired at 44. Yeah, this is a very... Is this a wish list survey? This is a very, man, I don't know how to say it without and offending also, a lot of listeners. Define car. Is that mean pay cash yeah, at age 26? bubble survey, it sounds like. Mm-hmm. Is that when it says afford a car, do they mean pay cash for it outright, or do they mean go out and take a loan? It just says able to afford a car by the age of 26. I would imagine that's not pay by cash. Okay. There's no way. Or afford a house, same thing, you can afford your mortgage payment? Yeah. Okay. Uh, for short-term goals defined as attainable within five years of savings... People say they stash away an average of $1,500. Over the course of? Yeah, yeah that, that's the problem with that. Uh, if it's Today? A, yeah. Is, it a, is it a month? Five years, I could probably achieve saving 1500 bucks. Yeah. 
Is these the same people that want to retire by 44? Because mm-hmm. that's not a good. Yes. Yes. <laughs> the numbers don't work out on that. Yes. <laughs> they did not survey a mathematician. <laughs> retire at 44. Put the bowl down, okay? <laughs> you're high. 913 586. Some good mushrooms. Yeah. What's in that pipe you're smoking there? 913 586 7798. 586 7798. That guy over there is Commander Jesse Reed. He is Sam Stevie III. My name is Scott Parks here on KMBZ. Festivus Friday coming up at 5 o'clock. <laughs> Take them to the Iron Maiden. <laughs> Excellent. Excellent. Execute them. Bogus. <laughs> <laughs> uh, by the way, from the text line, Scott, you need to make sure that you let the commander know that when he comes over to watch Top Gun, uh, he must remove his boots before entering the premises. Strict policy at the Parks House. No shoes? Mm-mm. Okay. All right. Not even allowed in the house. That's cool. I don't wear sho- shoes in the cockpit when I'm flying. So. What, do you you wear, wait, what do you mean you don't wear shoes in the <laughs> cockpit? <laughs> uh, it, I'm being a little bit facetious, but. Would you t- would you take your shoes off? Well, okay. So when you're on an internet, you're out, you're out defending my freedom without shoes on. Oh no no no! I'm talking in an airliner. Oh okay. Yeah, I'm talking like no, on an eight on hour jet, Atlantic no crossing what. when you're trying to get comfortable for eight hours sitting there staring out at the Atlantic Ocean. You might take your shoes off. Just lean back in your chair, take a rest. Take shoes off, yeah. Don't Put on s- a windbreaker, you know. <laughs> Maybe have a cup of tea. <laughs> I don't know if we're gonna have time. <laughs> okay. You ever seen a grown man naked? You ever, you ever been in a Turkish bath? You ever been in a Turkish bath? You ever been to Dodge City, son? <laughs> That's the best. Uh, a Spirit Airlines passenger um, sparked some you trouble. You don't even have to finish this. Why? Sorry, go ahead. After he was spotted wearing a parachute aboard a flight, with many viewers joking that it was a smart move given the seemingly chaos-prone budget carrier. That's not very nice. Uh, video of the Flyers' seemingly overzealous measure has amassed more than one and a half million views on TikTok. Uh, said one person, not my husband bringing his parachute on Spirit Airlines just in case. Ha, ha, ha. Okay. H- how does one get a parachute onto the body of a plane? It's your carry-on backpack. Isn't it a little big? Anytime a story starts with a passenger aboard airline XYZ... You can just dot, dot, dot. It's going to sound and end the same than any other story does. Yeah, they're going to it's jerk It's not going to be good. No, they're going to jerk air. Yeah. <laughs> you want to see? You want to follow a good Instagram account? Follow Ooh. passenger shaming and just see videos of people acting badly on airplanes. Is it like people of Walmart? It is. It's There's there's no discrimination on the airlines. It's Every airline is represented on that, and you see passengers behaving badly. See what airline employees have to put up, now, especially there, as flight attendants. There was one jerk air candidate that did not make it to the Dana and Parks program. Mm-hmm. She was in the stack, but she was not brought up on air, and she was denied the use of the lavatory pre-takeoff and in response pulled her pants down. Yeah, I saw a lady pee right in front of me in the front of an airplane. Sorry? Waiting outside the laugh. Just just peed. <laughs> gotta go. You gotta right, get right there in the aisle. Calls. People do this stuff. People, I, I firmly believe. Do you feel like an adult babysitter when you're a pilot? You see people, once they get into airports, behave in ways they would never, ever, ever behave out in the regular world. See, Texter, this is not fair. Because <laughs> they know how much I love Top Gun. 
and the fact that you were once a Top Gun pilot. Oh, yeah, I saw this text. Somebody says, hey, Commander Jesse, not only your shoes, but considering how Scott loves Top Gun, you might want to go ahead and take your shirt off and oil up. <laughs> Play some volleyball? Oil okay, up? Now. Really? Oh, really? Mr. Provocative Noises in the news booth over there with the yeah. okay now. <laughs> <laughs> Who, who am I, Sam? Ooh, Greta Van Fleet. Yeah. Mm. I like Greta Van Fleet. <laughs> okay, all right. All right. Favorite band. News is coming up in a couple Hey, of we now. got Festivus Friday coming your way in just a moment. The airing of the grievances. Get in early at 913-586-7798. We'll get to your grievances in just a moment. 586-7798. Sam just threw his headphones across the studio. <laughs> Thanks for listening to the Dana and Parks podcast. Remember, you can catch us online anytime at kmbz.com. Odyssey celebrates Mother's Day, brought to you by T-Mobile. You can count on T-Mobile to help you stay connected on America's largest 5G network. Hey, Rob Bradford here. I have set out on a mission with my good friends at FanDuel to prove what I have known for some time. Baseball isn't boring. Now I have a daily podcast to prove it with some of the most notable people in the baseball world screaming baseball isn't boring from the mountaintops or at least agreeing to come on our show. Players, managers, GMs, and yes, even the commissioner of baseball, Rob Manfred. It has been a constant wave of baseball's most powerful voices. So join the revolution. Subscribe and soak in baseball isn't boring. Listen on your Odyssey app or wherever you get your podcast. You'll be glad you did.